everybody. Welcome back to the Linger Longer podcast. We're glad you're with us, whether you're listening to this on Spotify or whether you, wherever you get your podcast or you're watching us on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. It's me, Pastor David, with Pastor Jay, Paul, and Kevin. And we're here to talk about last Sunday, which is our second Sunday in Lent. Mm-hmm. One of our, I would dare say, first normal Sunday in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> whatever you, that means. Whatever right. that means. I mean, we had a baptism and we took in new members and mm-hmm. still... It was less stressed than other Sundays in recent memory. Um, but it was good. We talked about the I am statement of I am the light of the world. And um, it's always nice to have infant baptisms when you're talking about lights mm. in a dark world. Mm-hmm. Um, it just puts a smile on everybody's face and you really see the light of Christ shining. Um, we'll start with Kevin. What was your high point of the week? So in Horizon, typically after the sermon, um, you invite people to respond, whether that's like lighting a candle on the candle altar or, and then you typically go to the back of the room if people want to like come and pray with you or, or whatever. Um, and lots of people seem to take you up on that this week, which was really cool, <laughs> but it also put me in a weird spot where I was like, the song is ending and I see David still praying with somebody. We're just gonna keep singing. We're just gonna do the chorus again. <laughs> so um, it was it was just a cool energy um, that people were responding in that way and seeing like getting to be up front and seeing that happen mm-hmm. was really cool. So that was mine. It was it was just a cool energy thing uh, yesterday. Paul. Well, I, I, I had quite a few, but I'm just going to try and narrow it down because I know that you two will probably talk about it. But I did, obviously, with the baptism, it was great having a, a baptism at the service. But also, my, my major thing was we're in Lent, and when we sing Lord Who throughout these 40 days, we know we're in Lent kind of thing for, yeah. the, for that effect. And it's such a, a great, I'll talk about it later on that one, but um, uh, you know, the anthem, it's always a, been a favorite of mine, and um, you know, we're firmly in Lent for this one. Yeah. Jay? Well, you know, there's just so many things. I mean, it's always great to have an infant baptism at church. Uh, it's always great to have someone join the church and, and all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've had some recent losses, and there were mm-hmm. family members uh, from uh, those families that were there that was such a beautiful thing that in death there is life, in, uh, in, in sorrow there is hope. Mm-hmm. And and when we're talking about light out of darkness and, and that movement and seeing people who were embracing the continued journey of faith, uh, even in the aftermath of uh, heartbreaking loss, uh, it it lives that out for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. that was really special, mm-hmm. really special. I think for me, it was kind of just the overall feeling of the day, like, and I don't know if we were just living in to the direction mm-hmm. of the scripture, but mm-hmm. when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, I don't think we, I guess maybe in years past, we haven't focused on light in Lent. Um, we don't mm-hmm. think about Lent is heavy and kind of mm-hmm. dark and like the altar is darker. Um, mm-hmm. Everything seems darker. And then we have this Sunday just felt like a constant ray of hope. Mm-hmm. And so, to, yeah, there was a, there was a, I think a big hopefulness. And 
I think the weather helped that. Like mm-hmm. it was bright, gorgeous outside. Yeah, <laughs> gorgeous day. We're having a gorgeous week this week. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is pointing towards just light and yeah. newness and a freshness. And I'm and I really think we're leaning into that this Lent. Mm-hmm. I, I think you did a great job of when we kicked off Ash Wednesday saying. This isn't just about us being miserable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the, the, we are not just taking a miserable journey to Easter. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking a journey, mm-hmm. and on any good road trip, there's mm-hmm. a lot of highs, there's a lot of pauses, there's a lot of mm-hmm. enjoyment, and I really think we got to see that in all of our services this week. Yeah, well, you know, when you think about the context in which these I am statements come in in the Gospel of John. They're in points of challenge, points of, um, uh, of hurt and brokenness, but Jesus in the context of his life on earth and in his I am-ness as one who has been, is, and always shall be, is the source of hope. Uh, it translates into all of our heartache. I mean, we had three deaths in our congregation yeah. this week, mm-hmm. and yet, we could talk about the light of eternity, the light of abundance in the continued journey for those left behind. Uh, we can talk about uh, hopefulness and uh, the, the possibility of being a part of that in God's invitation to us is, is a beautiful thing. And it should be something we embrace, not yeah carry heavily on our backs Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i I agree with you i've always had that problem with this kind of uh, the lashing you know it's sort of like uh luther who was uh, you know always you know basically beating himself Mm -hmm. for his sense of sinfulness and 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 his inability to come to grapple with that jesus is the one who takes that burden off of us yeah. who has paid that price for us and and we should feel lightened by that not weighted down yeah. not burdened by it i agree i agree so there's a lot going on um in this text specifically mm-hmm. this week um we had the statement at the top and then there was this kind of discourse about uh, it was almost like a trial situation mm-hmm. I was, I was actually at a ball game with Jared Allen um, the other day, and he was talking about how John 8 is one of his favorite chapters because it is very, I guess, I think the word he used was interesting to a lawyer mm-hmm. because that's what they're talking about, the yeah. process of the law. Yeah. Um, so with that kind of involved text, um, what, mm-hmm. what do we have to leave out this week, guys? Kevin? Um, so I actually... Uh, so I'd normally get Paul the song that I'm going to do in Beacon. Um, I try to get it as early in the week because I know he has to make the bulletins. Um, and I ended up doing a song called Everlasting Life by Drew Brown. Um, the reason, well, one of the minor reasons that I went with that one was there was another song called Everlasting Light by 
uh, Mosaic MSC that I, I almost went with. <laughs> and so then I was just going to be like, well, he doesn't have to change the bulletin, so it's oh, wow. fine. <laughs> um, it it, it would have worked out just fine. Um, but I left out that uh, Mosaic song, Everlasting Light. We would have still <clears throat> changed it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this can't be right. It was last week. <laughs> um, but it, what was interesting was in beacon i was sitting at the piano and that was it's right after the pastoral prayer that jay you Mm -hmm. you jumped in and did um and some of the things that you were saying i was like man that other one that other everlasting light song would have worked really well the the chorus to it is Mm -hmm. even the darkest days are temporary you are the everlasting light um and it was like just when you were just highlighting like Mm -hmm. telling people that like yeah we've had a heavy week with with deaths and and trials and heartbreak and Mm -hmm. and it's it was just one of those that i was like maybe i can just sneak the chorus and like i'm over there trying to like arrange it in my head real quick (laughs) do a Um, mashup yeah and and so um yeah the song that i left out everlasting light by mosaic um that's the one that got got Mm -hmm. cut but then it almost got thrown right back in so (laughs) (laughs) well well of course, Shine Jesus Shine, which was a modern hymn <laughs> 50 years ago, um, is a great one. And I, I did think about doing that one. Um, but, you know, with the choir practicing once a week, you know, we, we've got a, and we've got Easter coming, we've got big Palm Sunday, big Easter, Holy Thursday coming up, lots of music to get ready for all that. And so um, I just didn't feel we could do that one justice this time. And so, you know, I'll look ahead again and see if we get that. And when we talk about light, and there's lots of scripture reading about that, so I'm sure we can do that. But if I had the time and felt we could do it, I would have probably put Shine, Jesus, Shine in for mm-hmm. that one. Because um, that is another great, great uh, yeah. so-called contemporary. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the contemporary, but maybe not quite so contemporary now. Yeah. Well, I know you said that when we were talking earlier about how you talked about the Feast of Tabernacles and, mm-hmm. and so forth, and, and that was the, how would you say, faith uh, context of the passage that we were dealing with. Um, and I, I ignored that in this because I was more interested in the context of the judgment of the adulterous woman and the speaking of judgment in the follow-up of I am the light uh, because I think we live in a very judgy kind of world Mm -hmm. everybody knows what other people ought to do seldom looking at their own lives or seeking to try to avoid looking at their own lives by judging others and uh, I was so focused on the judging part that I didn't really get into the aspect of the the Jewish festival and, and and the like that was taking place during this time. So you said that you did that, did. right? I did. Yeah, that, that's kind of the direction I, I took it because I wanted to, like, I didn't go back as far as you did with mm-hmm. relating the light and the use of light uh, metaphor and analogy to mm-hmm. God because uh, right. you took it all the way back to Genesis, which right. I kind of wish I'd have done that now <laughs> um, in hindsight. But yeah, I wanted to get that really close context mm-hmm. of where was he actually like mm-hmm. when it says jesus was in the temple courts when he's delivering this message right. so there is a literal burning altar behind mm-hmm. him that the people are looking at um but i thought oh, that was interesting but i also thought that this 
and I, I didn't include this because uh, I, I didn't talk about what came before mm -hmm. uh, with, with the woman caught in adultery, but I also didn't talk about the blind man because yes. not only does Jesus rescue this woman and bring true light to her life that was mm -hmm. about to be extinguished. Right. I mean, that was mm -hmm. the penalty was right. death. Right. But then in chapter nine, mm -hmm. he heals a blind man. Right. Yeah. And he brings light to his darkness. Mm -hmm. So you get this really kind of sandwich thing going on. Exactly. Of people that were in darkness and then Jesus saying, I am the light. There was just, I, I think it would be very fun I don't know, to mm -hmm. preach like a three to five week series mm -hmm. just on these, yeah. just on what's going <laughs> yeah. around on these texts. There's so many good. different angles that you could take it through sure. and, and mm -hmm. the like. I, I, I really felt, because again, it's so hard when there's so much happening at the same time uh, and people are not here from week to week to really always be in the connecting part yeah. of this movement of a series uh, that I wanted to really use this not only to connect with those understandings of light, but also the power of saying I am with regards to this is how God self-reveals himself mm -hmm. to Moses, to the people. And it's not about a pragmatic thing, but a, a, an eternal, yeah. a before, during, and after kind of existence of who God is and how Jesus is God in the flesh and is uh, eternal in that sense. So that we know this isn't just Jesus being light into the world that, in which he came, he's being light in our world in the yeah. present. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and we need to feel that. And yeah. we need to know that we have to walk in that. I'm, I'm giving you a lead into your music <laughs> later on. You know, because, because if we're really followers of Jesus, we should be spreading the same kind of light in our lives, yeah. reflecting the light of Christ. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what's awesome about this passage. Like, You really can use it to talk about what's happened before mm -hmm. like he's been the light since creation he was right. part of creation and right. we get that in not only genesis one but then again in john one like right. john's already used this language so right. his readers are familiar right. and then he was jesus was the light mm -hmm. of the people in that day right. he was breaking boundaries he was mm -hmm. healing and restoring and mm -hmm. saving i mean right. he literally mm -hmm. saved that woman Mm -hmm. um, and then, so true, he is still the light today that mm -hmm. we get to carry around and say, I want to ref reflect the light of Christ. It's not mm -hmm. my light, but it's the light of Christ that shines mm -hmm. through me. Right. Um, just the power of that. Uh, well, I was just going to jump in there quickly because that, that's why we're glad we finished with I want to walk as a child of light because it really sums up what we've just all been saying about, you know, living, living life through the light, by the light. Um, and by the true light, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's, um, you know, everybody thinks I want to walk as a child light is an Advent carol hymn, which oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. it's perfect for Advent. But we forget that we can use this hymn at other times of the year um, mm -hmm. in, in relation to the light because the words really cover everything. Mm -hmm. that, that Go ahead and take us through it, Paul. Well, <laughs> well, 
Um, I just want to say that this this hymn is newer than I thought it was. It's mm-hmm. 1966, yeah. and I always thought that was an really? older hymn than yeah. it. 1966, written. I've got it here, written by Kathleen Thompson, um, and the melody. All these tunes in our hymnals tend to have a name, mm-hmm. and the name is Houston. Mm. The name of the tune is Houston, <laughs> which I thought was really good. So that brings it really locally yeah. to us here, you know. Um, and so, yeah, a, a beautiful hymn, as I said, sung every Advent. We sing this Advent, usually during our Hang in the Green service, you know. But, um, but it can, it's not just an Advent song. It's a song we can sing many different times a yeah. year in the church calendar because, um, you know, through the New Testament there, because of what the words, the words that we have in there. And that when you were talking, I just kept singing to myself that hymn. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. It talks about that. <laughs> talks about this, you know, um, you know, and everything. So it's a great hymn there. Um, the middle hymn, uh, "My Faith Looks Up to Thee." This is an interesting one where the words were actually written in 1875, but they set it to a tune written in 1838. And this does happen a lot, you know. You mm. and some tunes, some hymns have two or three tunes we can sing to, yeah. sing them to. But I always feel that when I'm singing, my faith looks up to thee. That that those words go perfectly with that melody. Yeah. It just seems to be you can't imagine another melody to that particular right. hymn. And there may well be, I don't know. But in our hymnal, this is where it's set to a melody written in 1838. Um, you know, uh, 50 years before, so uh, the words and and I just find that really beautiful hymn that one I always enjoy singing that they also have to do some really nice harmony parts in that. <laughs> and I'm jumping between the tenor and the bass all the time because it's just a, a beautifully written harmonized, harmonized I should say um, melody as well and then when we look to the first one when, when morning gilds the skies by the way that was a, came up as Lent but basically when morning gilds the skies came up with the scripture reading here and that's another one of my favorite hymns it's just a glorious melody mm-hmm, yeah. beautiful words and again you know the words reflect the music the music reflects the words so well there and this is an interesting one as well because the words were actually written in 1744 1744 and yet the melody that we sing it to today was written in 1868 140 years later modernized it. modernized yeah. yeah and yes can and you imagine having that conversation <laughs> yes yes like, yeah. hey we're gonna put a modern spin yeah. on this yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly in 1860 yeah. whatever uh, said, <laughs> yeah. i and know we've I, been singing it one way yeah. for 100 years mm-hmm. but hear me out yes. <laughs> yes, and so exactly. and and it, it was um trans um you know, the words were, were transferred to, to English from another language. I can, I'm not sure which, pro, which language it was, but basically, so Joseph Barn, Barnby um, changed, you know, wrote this out, put it to this hymn tune, um, and, and it's just a beautiful hymn. And it's a great way to start the service as well. I always think of a yeah. sort of sunrise kind of thing mm, coming yeah. over. Um, and it's just a glorious, a very glorious um, hymn tune there you know to sing and so it's three very different hymns the way they're being composed and all the rest of it and and i said you know i th- thought that was a great sort of combination of lent because we are in lent of course yeah. but with the the yeah. series the sermon series we've yeah. got for yeah. well and when you think about this being really the most beautiful weekend that we've had oh you know in a long mm. string of bad mm. weather <laughs> weekends yes. uh, that was a little better last week but this oh. week was just glorious Mm. so you know you really did feel that uh, especially where when we're on the chancel and able to see when they have the doors open and people Mm. are coming in Mm. this brightness of light that has been gray and uh, a little more misty (laughs) uh, of late uh, it it really just uh, 
it stirs all the emotions of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and, and as you're talking about these hymns, like the first one being this kind of mourning as mm. the sun breaks, like I'm thinking, mm-hmm. where else could we use this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. because uh, I immediately I thought, Easter sunrise. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we're already so like almost pre-programmed to <laughs> what we sing on yes. certain days. Yes. And with the, with the last hymn, um, yes. that to me that screams, uh, at, you said it was an Advent hymn, but what if we sang that during the candlelight? Oh, yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Because yes. that's really kind of what we're getting at. Yes. Like we are the yes. light. Like the right. light is here. Yeah, we're always talking about the light of Christ being reflected in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the light of Christ coming from the Christ candle being shared and emanated in brilliance among the entirety of the congregation. Mm-hmm. It really is that kind of embrace and and, and mm-hmm. brightness. It, it, it's light coming out of darkness, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, it would be beautiful, but I can't imagine taking out oh. Silent Night on Christmas Eve. I'm not fighting that fight. <laughs> you do that down there in the contemporary service. Uh, no, because we'll still fight about it. So. Yeah. 1960s throwback here uh, to the contemporary crowd. Yeah. Of course, we, we could sing. Uh, the one way to do it was to do Silent Night and mm-hmm. just put the refrain in, in somewhere in Silent Night would be a nice way of doing mm-hmm. it. Because then, you know, we'd be on pretty solid ground because nearly yeah. 80% of it would be it's a bit like when we introduce a hymn that we're not sure the congregation are going to know I always make sure the other two hymns are really well known and so it sort of camouflages the fact that because people don't like learning or knowing or singing things they're not sure about oh I don't know this hymn I don't like it kind of thing but basically um, but sometimes you know I always if I feel there's a hymn we haven't sung for a few years or maybe isn't one we haven't sung because there are hymnals and our hymns in our hymnal that we haven't sung not this at this church anyway but um uh, and you feel that that just softens the blow a bit yeah. and, and makes it a bit more yeah. accessible you know to for sure to well, that, well paul and kevin and david you've heard me say i'm advocating for us using more mm. affirmations of faith so mm. that we're not mm. getting locked into something that is meaningful but rote mm. at times mm. in the apostles creed uh, it was funny that I was giving the same explanation almost that you gave for uh, I Want to Walk as a Child of Light to the people of 1968 when we had the new United Methodist Hymnal. Yeah. The modern affirmation was a new affirmation yeah. Yeah. of the church that we used when I was growing up all the time. I mean, here's our affirmation of faith. Not yeah. something from the second century, third mm-hmm. century, fourth century, mm-hmm. fifth right. century. No, this is a modern affirmation which uses modern language mm-hmm. in a way that is true to the old creeds mm-hmm. of the church, mm-hmm. but is written mm-hmm. in the 1960s, which now is, you know, Almost 60 years old, right? And, and that's, that's, that's kind of yeah. wild when you yeah, think yeah. about that. And it's almost from the same period that you said when I, uh, I want to walk as a child yes. of the light. Yeah, to, to, it was yes. almost in the exact time frame that they came out. Well, that was all planned, of course. Yes, yes. So, so well done. I was just waiting for you to come in. Hey, by the way, our hymn today was from the same period that Jay brought up the uh, affirmation. Well done. You know, well done. And, that is, and that is a lovely, I mean, you know, um, I love the Apostles' Creed, but it's like the, the one from Canada we did. There's some really great language in that the way it's, it's put describing the same thing but in a slight different way and this one is is similar to that it's just got really 
it's well written, mm-hmm. you know, and I have no problem saying any of these three. I'd be happy yeah, saying yeah. I, I, or even more this. There's a few more in our hymnal. Next yeah. time you look at our hymnal, guys, look towards the back. You'll yes. see them all there. Yeah. There's quite a few in oh, there, isn't yeah, there? the eight, eight, 880s. Yeah. 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 There's so much stuff in the hymnal. In the hymnal. I think a lot yes. of people think it's just... Yeah, this is just a songbook. No, yeah. there's prayers. There's the creed. there's orders for special services um, and stuff like this. Psalms. Yeah. It is a rich text. It is, uh, but I I really think in doing this, yes, it's creating some discomfort with some people. Where did this come from? Why are we doing this and mm. so forth? But it's also opening up to this is something that I'm not just reciting from memory, but now mm. I am saying as a response to God's mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to say that with new language. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Kevin? Well, with the, the theme of modernizing older things, um, one of the songs that we did in Horizon was a contemporary version of Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which in like looking into this, I thought that the that part of of the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I thought that was like the main part and then there were more verses that had that same melody. Mm -hmm. But that's like a refrain with different, oh soul, are you weary and in trouble? Like that part is the verses. So I was like way, whoa, (laughs) thrown off when I was looking into that. Um, And and in our hymnal, we only have like the refrain. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but we did Turn Your Eyes by Sovereign Grace Music that they just took that same melody and and made more verses to it and then added a different chorus <laughs> but i the words to the verses are just so good um the first verse is the the normal hymn and then turn your eyes to the hillside where justice and mercy embrace there the son of god gave his life for us and our measureless measureless debt was erased and then turn your eyes to the morning and see christ the lion awake what a glorious dawn fear of death is gone for we carry his life in our veins. Turn your eyes to the heavens, our king will return for his own. Every knee will bow, every tongue will shout, all glory to Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. So it was, that was probably my favorite song that I got to sing the whole day. Um, and then in that last verse, I joke with the, the band guys where I'm like, I have to, every now and then I have to flex my composition degree. <laughs> and so I rearranged the, the last verse to with this crazy chord progression and they all didn't like it for me, like me for doing that because they had to learn it again. But um, yeah, uh, Turn Your Eyes by Sovereign Grace Music. Um, it's really, really good stuff. Sovereign Grace in general, I don't know where they are based out of, but they put out some really, really good music. A lot of it is kind of what what Turn Your Eyes is, where it's like a modernized, contemporized version mm. of, of old texts or old hymns. Mm. Um, really, really good stuff. Mm. So. Cool. Mm. I, I thought one of the, a close second to just the overall vibe of the morning for me as a best thing was Bobby, our drummer, mm-hmm. was out of the fishbowl this week. <laughs> we unleashed the animal. We, had, we unleashed the stone. <laughs> But he played keys mm-hmm. and the cajon yeah. or butt box. The, the uh, box drum. Yeah, thing. the yeah. little butt box drum. <laughs> uh, and there was one song, he did it both. Yeah. Like he started down here on the drum and then switched to keys mm-hmm. and then went back to the drum. And I was. I'm spoiled. Was so cool. Good musicians, spoiled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So I thought that was really cool. That yeah, was awesome. But, yeah. So anything else, guys? That was great. Was good. Great Paul? Sunday. I'm just going to say that we were talking about him singing to different tunes, and um, just quickly about the 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 chancel choir singing Lord Who throughout these 40 days. That's oh, actually yes. in our, it's in our hymnal. That that hymnal, that hymn is in our hymnal. But if you look at it in there, and I forget which number it is now, um, but basically it's sung to an American folk song called Land of Rest. So if you look it up in the hymnal, Lord Who throughout these 40 days, you'll see it there, and it's set to a different tune to what the choir sang. Yeah. And it's a beautiful melody. Mm -hmm. it, it's a, a typical American folk song, works really well. But our one was set to a tune called The Turtle Dove, which is an English folk song. So they're both folk song <laughs> melodies. So which um, one did you like better, uh, Paul? Well, I, <laughs> with no bias at all, I thought the, uh, the Turtle Dove was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both great melodies, but mm -hmm. the, the turtle dove has the um, has the ability to be sung as a round. This is when one section of the choir starts singing, and then the other start afterwards, and they continue, and it all works. It's mm -hmm. it's instant harmony, even though you're just singing the melody, because as they're singing, um, you know, measure two, the, the other part of the choir comes in with measure one, and they keep all the way along there, and then they have to catch up at the end. And so that one just, it's a bit like the gift of love. The, yeah. the same thing happens yeah. there. Um, and some of these hymn tunes are, are good in that respect, in that you can get instant harmony by simply singing the unison melody, like mm -hmm. the congregation does, but starting at different times. Sing the yeah. same words, but different times yeah. there. And so I thought that was really, really good there, um, how that worked. And as I said, it was just, um, that was in the second verse, by the way, verses one and three, we sang in unison. Verse two was where we did the round. Um, and that's a, another Richard Shepherd arrangement. We do quite a few of his mm -hmm. uh, things there. And it's just a great anthem for Lent, you know. So yeah. I, I, I was glad we did that as well. There we yeah. Go. Well, we were talking earlier and we noticed that it seems like the choir anthems have been, I don't, I don't know if the word is shorter, but more mm. That succinct. one is a shorter, yeah. yeah. That, and mm -hmm. and now I, took, I took my time walking up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, even, I, I, I went up and I sort of adjusted the music stand, not quite right, about that far. Right? <laughs> and, and I turned to George You're, you're sharing all the tricks of the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I t and Jay reminded Jay Callender reminded me, saying, you know, don't rush getting up because it's a shorter one. They're yeah. still taking the offertory. I, and I turned to him to give it, and I could see Jay smiling as well. <laughs> I was like, have I delayed it enough? Okay, let's sing this thing. Let's put this baby to sleep here. And, uh, so, uh, so there we did. But yeah, it's, it's a, it is a short, there's only three verses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we do pull back the last verse, mainly because it's, and Jay, by the way, I have to say on this, uh, this melody we did that the, the arrangement is really in the organ writing as well, which really is very independent of that melody. Mm -hmm. it, does, um, it does sort of copy the melody in places. It, it reflects it. Uh, doubles up, but in other places it's really doing its own thing. Mm. So the choir's on their own, really. They're singing this melody and, it, and it's being decorated by all this harmony and different counter melodies in the organ, but it all seems to work together. Yeah. So it's amazing from just one simple melody how you can make these compositions yeah. much more um, complicated, even yeah. though that not that complicated to sing and perform, but yeah. that's how it is, you know. Well, and it, it sounds it sounded very full. It did, yeah, especially at the end when Jay opens the, the organ up there and we pull back to that new slower tempo. Yeah. But again, the, the words reflect that, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, I, I, as you see, and through, or, and through these days of penitence and through the Passion Tide, yes, evermore in life and death, Jesus with us abide, you know. Yeah. Powerful stuff. So good. 
So good. <laughs> oh, well, anything else? Well, I, you know, I was just sitting here thinking, I, how do I interject this? But um, as we've celebrated uh, a beautiful Sunday and a Sunday of light, uh, it would be really weird for me to not say something on this podcast about Connie Winborn, yeah. who was a longtime pastor who, after he finished his uh, itinerant ministry in the United Methodist Church, retired to this community and uh, who passed uh, this last week. Uh, Connie touched a lot of lives mm -hmm. in this church for many years. And uh, as we celebrated his life on Saturday, and as we spoke of light, uh, you know, on Sunday, uh, Connie came to mind many times as one who reflected yeah. the light of Christ into many lives. And yeah. I just know there are a lot of people who are mourning his human loss, but thankful for the light that they carry that he shared with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And, and not just Amen. here in Longview, but um, I, I came from the church in Gladewater and Connie served that church mm -hmm. and he is still a big part yes. of that community. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, he really, he really did touch a lot of lives with the light of Christ, yes. and he was such a light himself. Yeah, I mean, and, you could just—he radiated. Yes, yeah. for for a quiet, very uh, composed individual, uh, a dry wit and a relational <laughs> phenom, mm -hmm. uh, he he really touched a lot of lives, and uh, I think it's nice that we can uh, conclude this with a mm -hmm. celebration of his ministry and yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and how he did it right yeah yes yep and i think because of because of him there's a lot of people in our conference that are truly on his shoulders now absolutely mm -hmm. a lot absolutely. of communities um so mm -hmm. good on you connie <laughs> uh this week we look at the bread of life mm -hmm. and what what nourishes I'm us. a bread lover. Oh, 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 right. And it's a communion Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's like we planned it. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, a good, it's a good day. It is. It's going to be good. We hope to see you there on Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast. As always, if you've got any questions, comments, put them in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.